Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Beauty Brains in a Big Mouth, the podcast. My name is Kim, and today we have something that's I think is pretty interesting. Um, I've looked into a lot of different things for this one, and it it may end up being a little bit of a ramble, uh, you guys, because <laughs> I'm a little all over the place because I didn't exactly know like which direction I wanted to go into because everything was just so interconnected and it all just I don't know it just makes a point but bear with me because I'm not exactly sure what that point is but (laughs) I you know of course you're scrolling on social media you're seeing all the things people are still talking and it makes me think about things because I know that everybody's experience is different And of course, a man's experience is going to be different than a woman's experience, obviously. And I find it very interesting um, for anybody to try and speak for the other. Okay, it's just it's hilarious. However, there are some things that I just I don't know, like it just seems so interesting. The opinions or even like some of these statistics and these facts out here, y'all, is very interesting and i and i think it makes an interesting case actually um so this started because i ran across a blog post about men and women and how men can literally have you in the room with them but they can like tune you out so even though you're physically still there they like I said, they've tuned you out. So it's for them, it's kind of like you're not there. And then almost like when they tune back in, it's they're refreshed and they're ready and they can, you know, interact with you again, right? Whereas women need to physically be away from you in order to recharge and then come back to interact with you. And I thought that was interesting. And the the blog post that I read kind of put it to the tune of of men and women and how in tune they are with like their needs and feelings or the needs and feelings of their partner. And so that kind of has an effect on how they're able to do that. Right. And so the premise was that men that women are so in tune with the needs and feelings of our partners that we need to physically go away in order to truly escape or be alone. I can't just sit in the room with you and tune you out. I have to literally be by myself. Like I have to go away from you. You know, I need to go in the other room. I need to leave the house, whatever. And so I was like, man, that's, that's interesting because they said that men have a unique ability to be alone but still have their partner in the room. And then it made me think about like selective hearing. <laughs> now you could be talking to a guy and he's only gonna hear what he wants to hear or everybody's probably had this experience where you cannot send more than one question in a text message because you're only gonna get one answer to one question. It's like that other question doesn't even exist. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. And they also connected it to kind of like human evolution and so it's like, you know, they they asked the question if men's primal hardware, hardwiring was making it harder for them to be alone. 
And so there's like a bigger narrative in society today, today about how we're producing, you know, the most dangerous population in America, which is the lonely male. And I thought about that and I was just like, what? You know, like it, it just it just didn't quite make sense to me because I'm like, I me personally, it's, it's almost like a pet peeve. It kind of irks me. People that can't be alone, people that can't be by themselves. Like you always have to be with somebody or you can't just go and do and just be alone, right? Like some of my most precious time is by myself. I love being by myself. I love being able to sit in the room by myself, even if that means like quiet with nothing else going on, no TV, no music, no nothing. I just want to sit there and stare at the ceiling. I enjoy that, <laughs> you know? But even just being by myself to be able to watch what I want to watch on TV or not have to feel like the silence needs to be filled with something, right? Or go to the movies by myself. I love to go to the movies by myself or go eat by myself. Like those are things that I just enjoy. Like, yeah, I can do them with other people, but I most definitely don't have a problem doing it alone. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Number one thing that I enjoy doing by myself is shopping because that's just that's like me time that's like fun time that's my happy place and nobody shops quite like I shop and so you know I'm not trying to wear anybody out I'm not trying to hear any complaining I just want to do my thing right and so it just struck me like it I, I already get annoyed with people who don't want to be alone and then it's like wow you know they say that this is a dangerous population we're producing lonely males and I'm like what does that even mean? And and why is it that people can't differentiate between alone and lonely? Just because I'm alone does not mean I'm lonely, right? And so they ask the question, are men hardwired, which or are there is their primal hardwiring making it harder for them to be alone? So it, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. It says evolution takes hundreds of thousands of years to happen. Men are still hardwired the same way as our ancient ancestors. So I don't know, I find that interesting. And then I found like some other statistics, right? It says that men tend to live with their parents longer compared to women. So about 21% of men compared to 13% of women live with their parents longer and women tend to build stronger social networks than men do that one jumped out at me because i think that 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 just hits home with me because i feel like that is the root of a lot of problems <laughs> for men is that they don't know how and they're not taught to build social networks and have those stronger relationships outside of a romantic relationship um, and, and so I think that that has a lot to do with their emotional availability. I think that has, um, a lot to do with how they connect and in what ways they view connectivity, um, as acceptable and ways that they, um, find closeness with certain people in their lives. Right. So if you think about it, women, do this a lot and they do it with a lot of different people in their networks um you know so you can have a relationship a deep 
connected relationship with family. So your parents, siblings, whatever. And then outside of that, we have very good social networks and social relationships with our friends. And it's beyond just being able to hang out together and do stuff together. We rely on our our girlfriends for an emotional connection. We open up to our girlfriends. We share things, personal things about our lives, about things that are going on, that type of thing. Whereas men don't quite have those deep emotional connections with a lot of their friends. They may have like that one good homeboy that they've known for forever and they feel like they can, you know, trust that person and really be deep with that person. Right. Whereas women, we do that a lot easier. We don't, truth be told, we don't even have to know you that long for us to to form a deeper connection with you. So our our social networks are not it sounds negative, but they're not as shallow as the social networks that men make. And I don't think that that's men's problem. I think that that's a societal problem. I think that that goes back to, you know, uh, men or boys being brought up and being shown and told that, you know, emotion is not okay and showing your emotion is not okay. And so when you're in that type of environment and that's how you come along in the world, and that's why you get a lot of men who really only express two emotions. It's either happiness or anger, right? Happiness is the positivity and then anger is everything else. Anger could be sadness. Anger could just be irritation. Anger could be anxiety. But because men tend to become emotionally stunted early on because of them not being taught that it's okay to express other emotions and also how to express those emotions. Anything other than happiness gets rolled up into anger because if you cry, you're less of a man. If you worry, you're less of a man. And that is kind of like the narrative that's played out in a lot of environments. And and it's very strong in the society that we're in, which is unfortunate. And so because you have that, kind of missing from their upbringing, not only does it affect their emotional availability and connectivity, it affects who and how they connect as well. And so from there, I want to move into this video that I saw. And it was a woman, I don't know what her credentials are. She was talking to some people. So I assume she has some kind of credibility out there. I don't know. But I just saw a clip where she was talking about how men need sex right that's what she said and she went on and on about it and almost like in a humorous way because it's like you know women maybe we don't need it like men need it but like men need it right she was hitting that hard and it just to be honest with you it rubbed me the wrong way because i was like no i don't think because it was almost in a way in a comparative way right like men just need sex because that's what they need in order to function right and and women don't function that way i don't agree i think that this goes back to men not having other outlets to express their emotion their feelings and the things that they need and seeing 
physical intimacy as the only way that they can get intimacy on other emotional levels. The only way that they can feel connected to their partner, right? Where And, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, I don't think that there's a, a, a need in the equation between men and women. I think that women just have cultivated other capabilities uh, to express connectedness and intimacy and closeness with the people in their lives. Whereas men only see physical intimacy as a way to express all of those things. And again, it's not that it's their problem. It's just that they've never been given the chance to cultivate those capabilities to express closeness and connectedness and intimacy in other ways and to express that they need them. And so sometimes you hear stories about um, like sex workers and they'll talk about some of their clients and it's not even about any physical acts. It's literally some men will just pay them and be like, hey, can we talk, you know, or hey, can you just hold me? And I find that interesting because you have turned to a complete stranger and you have paid them for intimacy, closeness and connectedness that you feel like you can't get from the people in your life. And I think that's literally because they don't know how to ask for those things, right? It's easier, say, for a man to turn to his wife and say, you know, and ask for sex than it is to ask for her to just hold him. Because somehow that doesn't seem manly. Somehow that feels like something he shouldn't be doing, which is ludicrous. If that's what you want, you would think that of all people, he'd be able to express that to his wife. You know, it's your life partner. But again, because of the societal narrative and the way that men or boys are brought up, it's not acceptable to just ask for a hug, to just ask to be held. So you you take it all the way in and, you know, you need, you need sex or you think you need sex in order to experience just the, the closeness and connectedness to your partner. And so I find that very interesting. You know, if you keep digging, how many layers there are to this? Because, you know, at the very surface, we know that men and women don't express their emotions the same way. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that women get a bad rap for in that, um, especially women in leadership, because they say, oh, she's too emotional. I say bull crap. I say she's very in tune with her emotions because she can express a wide range of emotions you think that she's too emotional whereas you got you know so-and-so over here you know male leader whatever who's emotionally stunted and he's you know he's either high or he's low right it's either i'm smiling or i'm angry and again, like you said, that anger could be a combination of anything, but he can't express it in any other way than anger because no one's ever shown him how, no one's ever taught him how, and no one's ever condoned that it's acceptable. It's acceptable for men to cry and be sad. It's acceptable for men to worry. It's acceptable for men to be stressed out and anxious. Um, 
And so you see how that starts to trickle into other parts of your life. So now it's you need when you can't express your emotions. Now you can't. It's almost like you can't really pinpoint what it is that you need in needing to just feel closeness and connected to the people in your life. You don't know how to ask for that. And so, like I said, if it's your life partner or whatever, instead of just saying, I need a hug or can you just sit with me? Can you hold me? It's, you know, can we have sex? Because that's the more manly thing to ask for. I don't know. But I find that very interesting where you see how things just build on each other. And also, too, it goes into another conversation about how important emotions are and how important it is to be able to recognize and express all of your emotions and your feelings Um, and 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 showing that there really is a, a spectrum, you know, outside of just what you think you should be feeling or what others have told you you should be feeling or, you know, things of that nature. And so I I just, I thought that was interesting, just seeing a lot of that kind of, of talk going on. And I just, the, the differences between men and women, yes, we know, but I don't think anybody takes the time to dig a little bit deeper and kind of figure out what it is that both, you know, men and women can be doing to explore the things that we may be deficient in to make us more whole as people, right? Because we're going to come together. That's the human condition. You know, we're not made to be alone. And so we're going to come together. What can we be doing to come together as whole people so we can complement each other and not take away from each other? And I think one of the big things that men can be doing is working on cultivating those capabilities to express and recognize emotion, range of emotion better, express your feelings and ask for what it is that you truly want as far as intimacy, connectedness and closeness are concerned. Um, Because there are many, many ways to feel all of those things with many, many different people in your life. And that doesn't necessarily mean being physical with somebody. And again, like I said, I I think, and that's completely normal for, at least for me and some of my girlfriends, I mean, I can go to my girlfriends and I can say, I need a hug, you know, and they will give me a hug and there's nothing weird about that. Right. But how many guys out there can go to, you know, one of their guy friends and be like, man, I, I just, I need a hug or how many of them would actually do it? You know, I saw the cutest video on Instagram the other day and and that was one of these guys uh, walking around in a park or something with a microphone. He shoves it in the guy's face and he's like, truth or dare? And the guy says, dare. And he says, I dare you to call up your best friend and tell him you love him. And he was like, okay, yeah. And so he calls up his friend. He says, man, I love you. You know, I just wanted to call you up and say, you know, I really appreciate you. I'm so glad we're friends and I love you. And you could tell that his friend on the other end of the phone was kind of like, okay, it's a little bit weird because you're calling me out of the blue telling me you love me, but he embraced it. You know, he completely, uh, you know, he responded with the, hey man, you know, yeah, of course, anytime. I love you too. And I thought it was beautiful. And I think that's something else too that everybody can work on, both men and women, is just telling the people in your life how much you love them because that's part of recognizing and expressing your feelings as well. 
And um, I just thought that that was extremely beautiful and I love it. And so, uh, yeah, that's just my spiel on that uh, interesting uh, little fact finding mission that I've been on. It, it just seemed like every statistic that I came across or every you know, little factoid that I found kind of compounded and it seemed to be running through this specific theme. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. You know, let's talk about it. Um, because I was wondering, you know, this started out as like, a, you know, when you think about a whole being a whole person or like what can complete you and things like that. And it's it I found it interesting that, you know, men at least from what the research is saying, have a harder time being alone versus women, right? And so when you start to look at all of those statistics and things like that, it just seemed very interesting. Um, and I started I started to call this like the Adam complex because it made me think about like, dang, you know, God took a rib from Adam to make Eve. So does that, you know, are all the men out here walking around just feeling incomplete <laughs> until they find somebody? Are y'all feeling incomplete until you find your rib? I don't know. But um, the statistics seem to point to it. But y'all let me know uh, what you think in the show notes. Um, I had fun just kind of uh, researching this a little bit and, and finding these things. But again, like I said, it's, it's just this is a hot topic right now. Everybody's talking about, you know, men and women and all our issues. So I figured I'd get in on it uh, with my two cents. But uh, again, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're enjoying the content. I love hearing from you guys. As always, you can rate this podcast five stars. Uh, here on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, you can listen to us on a variety of different uh, podcast apps and places and anywhere pods are casted. You can find Beauty Brains and a Big Mouth, the podcast. Guys, I thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in my next one. Bye, guys.